1: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, three people, only one of who was alive when the movie they're about to review takes place in. It's Sift Pop. You're so old. Oh, that's what I was, that's what I was getting at. One of us is old. I didn't say who it was.
2: Well, I, I didn't know say who it I'm, was that
1: was still alive in the 70s.
2: I know that I'm older than Andrew.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh-huh. but you're older than me.
1: You know, but nobody else knew until you gave it away. Whoopsie. Everybody thought you were the old one today.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Highly doubt that. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop with Aaron and today We're streaming live on Mixler every Friday in the afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron.
2: Patrons get perks.
1: Patrons get those perks. Oh! Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else is on our pop culture minds. Come to- on! Today's guru, it's
2: Andrew. It's Andrew from Flex Ahoy! We get super excited because that means there's somebody actually physically in the studio with us. You get to see my pretty face. Yeah,
1: it's very corporeal, you know? What? It's very it's what? tangible. Corporeal?
2: Corporeal. I think
3: that's a word you make up whenever you want to say someone is ugly, but you just <laughs> say, they're very corporeal, I'm like,
2: I no, guess it's a, a compliment.
3: It's a corporeal experience.
2: Oh, it's actually a word. Let's see this. Of or relating to a person's body, especially as opposed to their spirit. So my See? face looks
3: like my body.
1: See? <laughs>
2: no, I'm just saying you're, you're, you're here. You're here. Your you're physically... body is here,
1: not just your spirit. So, you know, it's a very corporeal thing. Well, so How do you know all
2: these words?
1: <laughs> it's part of my job. It's a
2: job, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Andrea, it's always great to have you here, man. And I love thanks, you guys. thanks for hanging out, and we're going to talk some fun stuff today. Uh, before we get to that though, Danae has to rant. She has to rant just a little bit about an internet experience involving a brick wall. Yes. Tell I us am about so it, Danae. Get this I, off your chest.
2: I do not go to websites to read like news stories and stuff. I use a feed like a feeder to do it. So when I'm reading an article,
3: like an RSS reader yeah. kind of thing, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, oh, it's yeah, not... I got
3: it now. Okay, okay. I thought you meant like I just go to websites to look look at pictures. Now, now I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Sorry.
2: So I'm on my 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 reader, which is called Feedly, and it has the picture of this brick wall, and then it says, you know, um, we're amazed by this optical illusion of a brick wall, and I can scroll down and I can read the entire article. And it's like you know if you can't see it don't worry you're not the only one so i'm like looking at this picture and like three minutes goes by i still haven't seen anything and so i go down for a hint and it says um do you see the little gray spot in the mortar so i go back up to the picture and i'm like looking and through all of this mortar i can't (laughs) find anything gray and so I got frustrated and it's like, scroll down for the answer. So I scroll down the answer and it's like, that's right. The gray tip is actually the, the tip of a, a cigar. Can you now you see it? Ha ha ha. So scroll back up. I can't see the cigar anywhere. I spent another few minutes reading, and I got so frustrated. I finally clicked on the article, and they had used an actual picture of a brick wall normal for the feed and the real picture of the brick wall that they're talking about, you had to actually go to the website and see it. <laughs> you got clickbaited. I got clickbaited for a good almost 10 minutes. That's different than clickbait, though. Staring at a brick wall.
3: You got catfished. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's right. You got catfished.
2: I did, and I got so frustrated by that. I, I just don't understand like why yeah. do that.
1: I've had many experiences Ugh. like that uh, you know, on Facebook ads or things like that, where it'll say something that has... No relation, yeah. no relation whatsoever to the picture,
2: the picture
1: or whatever you're, you know, you click on is something completely different. It it's just, yeah, it's it's the world we live on because Start- clicks are power because they don't care how they get the click.
2: No. It
3: started with the rickroll. It's the, it's, <laughs> can we call them click rolls? Click rolls, hey, cl-
2: yeah. I got click rolled
3: absolutely Denae D- so letting... just has that never going to give you up attitude so she's going to look for that gray part in the picture I did, <laughs> right. I did. how long was, do you think you did that
2: I, I'm I'm not exaggerating probably like like I think it was at least 10 minutes it may have been closer to 15
1: wow because
2: I didn't I didn't want to give in. I I was like, maybe it's one of those things where someone's painted like a brick wall and the optical illusion is that it's actually a person standing there. Sure, yeah. And But I was legitimately just looking at a brick wall the entire time. <laughs> so they great. have to know that people were doing that. It's like a that. prank almost. Yes. Uh, oh, I hated it so much. And then Danae
3: cre- broke up her computer. Yes. <laughs> she came in like a wrecking ball. I just
2: chucked it across the room, smashed it against a wall.
1: Yeah, that's a brick that, wall. That kind of stuff can be frustrating for sure.
2: But now it's over.
1: And you're okay. I'm okay now. You made it? You mm-hmm. ready to talk about some pop culture? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, Everyone knows we're how much I start- love pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should be like our tag or something. Like it should be like, you know. He loves pop culture. She thinks it's awful. Listen to them talk about it. The guru
2: is a tiebreaker.
1: Yeah, that's right. The guru will break the tie. Well, usually the guru cares a lot about pop culture. So that's that's why
3: we bring you in, Andrew.
1: So I have somebody to geek out with about this stuff. Again,
3: it's not my come comfortable or whatever words you made up face. <laughs> Cor-
2: Corporeal. Corporeal. Yeah. Corpororial.
3: You just don't want to stare at my mustache. <laughs> uh, we'll start with some Do
1: We Care, where Danae reads some pop culture headlines, and we talk about whether we care enough to chat more about them. Uh, we'll then head on to a review of The Nice Guys, new movie out starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Uh, that takes place in the 70s. And if you have any questions about the 70s, let me know. Uh, I was there for four years. The last four years of the 70s, I existed.
3: What were uh, whale wax candles like? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh,
1: and then we were we are going to talk a little bit about uh, f- spring television, uh, kind of some of the finales that are happening, things that we're watching on TV as we head towards the end of spring sweeps. Uh, And then, of course, we'll finish off with our buried treasure. Danae, start us off with some Do We Care.
2: Award-winning dancer Maddie Ziegler joins So You Think You Can Dance as the next, or I'm sorry, So You Think You Can Dance, The Next Generation, which is the title of the new season, Mm -hmm. as a new judge. Do we care? I
1: absolutely care about this. I bet you do, too.
2: I I do. Do you know who Maddie is? I
3: couldn't care less. I have no idea who this person
1: (laughs) is. Have you ever watched So You Think You Can Dance?
3: It wasn't David Hasselhoff on there
1: once. No. no, that was America's Got Talent. Then, nope, I don't care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love the show, So You Think You Can Dance. I think it's one of the best kind of reality shows uh, It has the wise. best
1: reality show host on television. Yeah. Cat Dealey is amazing. Cat Dealey
2: is amazing. But I think part of it is that I just kn- I didn't really know how much I liked dance until I saw it. Mm-hmm. And there's been some of the um, like dance that I've seen that's just been really, really emotional. And it's kind of stuck with me. Yeah. And moments that are really emotional. So, and I think that it's just fascinating how these dancers can learn all these moves. And one of the only reasons that I ever watched Dance Moms, horrible admission (laughs) that I watched that, is because of Maddie Ziegler, who is now 13. She has been on the show. She's She's, only 13 now? She's only 13 now. Wow. And um, I've watched her on the show. It's the only reason I watch the show is because she has an incredible ability to dance. Isn't well, is that the
3: girl that was in the Sia yeah, music Yeah, she's in video? the Sia music videos. Yeah, yeah, the Chandelier one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I actually do know that because I remember reading that. Yeah. And I actually just realized I have seen an episode of... Uh, So you think you can dance? It was the one that had Alfonso Ribeiro on there.
1: Oh, that was Dancing with the Stars. This is different. This is a different show.
3: Well, then, why am I here?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The cool thing about this is that it's not that she's just joined the panel of judges. It's that they're adding on another element to the show for the younger dancers. So this this is going to be... Uh, dancers between the age of 8 and 13 are going to have their own category, I guess. So so is the whole season for 8 to 13-year-old dancers, or is it just a segment? The Next Generation.
1: I think the whole season is 8 to 13-year-old dancers. The
2: new season will feature a younger generation of dancers.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, so it's so not even entire... just a segment. It's oh, the whole show this summer. Oh,
2: I misunderstood that.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's great. That's interesting.
2: I... Well, she has a huge following, and she's kind of changed the young person's desire to dance, partially because of the reality TV show. Dance Moms, mm-hmm. horrible show. Horrible, good, horrible you. show. Good, thank you. You
1: mentioned that. You mentioned that.
2: And yet, she came out of it, so there's something <laughs> good.
1: She's incredible. Um, yeah. I remember when I used you, Danae, that showed me the chandelier video for the first time, and I just remember thinking, wow, there's something very strange and powerful about this. And that's what dance can do, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so I, I've, I've been impressed. It'll be, it'll be interesting for sure.
2: Next up is actor Daniel Craig has turned down the James Bond role.
3: Wow, sixty-eight million euro they offered him.
2: A hundred million dollars to play the British Secret Service agent in two more films. And he said no. And he said no. I think hundred we all care about, about it.
1: Totally dollars. care. Totally care about this. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, um, five months ago he was uh, doing an interview, and this was whenever Spectre was, which is the newest James Bond. Sure. Movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, was coming out, and they asked him, "Will you be doing another James Bond movie?" And he literally said. I would rather slit my wrist than play James Bond again. Wow,
2: that's extreme.
3: Yeah,
2: well, then I think it's probably a good idea that he doesn't. (laughs) Well, this just goes to show, you know, money isn't everything. You do, as an individual person, you do have to love what you do, and if you don't love it, there's, you know, repercussions for that. Which kind of reminds me, um, what's the lead girl? One of the lead girls in Nashville. The movie that's just been canceled. Was it the
1: girl from Heroes? Was it Hayden yes, Panettiere? Hayden. Yeah.
2: She's suffering from depression. And she backed out of the show. And they've actually, they're t- turning the show off. Yeah, canceling. Thank you. Yep. Um, they're shutting the lights off, so to speak. <laughs> <of Nashville. laughs> they're
1: turning the show off.
2: <laughs> and I was at a friend's house, and she watches it. She was, like, really bummed. She saw the news. She's oh, like, what? You know, they can't cancel. Dah, dah, dah. And then I saw the article about her dealing depression. with depression. Yeah. And I think it was on Imager and somebody had posted a picture and said, hey, you know, send her some love, go on her Twitter, tell her that you love her, even though nobody, she, whether she sees it or not, depression's a real thing. Yeah. It was like, good for them for taking care of themselves, you know, for stepping out of the limelight and doing, you know, taking a step back. That's
3: tough. Put yourself first, yeah.
2: $100 million for two more. I wonder what's happening on the set of these That makes it so awful, though, for him.
3: I guess he's kind of dramatic when it comes to this stuff. And I'll say this. I'm a huge James Bond fan. I've seen every single movie. Yeah. I've seen all of them. I love them. And Who's the best Bond? Oh, Scotland forever. It's got to be Sean Connery. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But um, this is the way I look at it. Yes, if you don't want to play James Bond anymore, that's totally up to you. You don't have to play James Bond. But don't say I'd rather slit my wrist than play James Bond because think about this. James Bond is one of the most iconic characters of all time. There have been more people on the moon than have played James Bond. (laughs) Think about that. So whenever you're honored with the title of being James Bond, be more respectful with it Mm -hmm. and say, I appreciate this opportunity. I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. Don't say that it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me because... Honestly, it's not the worst thing that's ever.
1: I, you know what? I imagine what you're feeling would be similar to if, for me, uh, if somebody who had played the Doctor on Doctor Who was like, "That's the worst thing ever." I, you know, I'd rather because there is almost a diss to it. You know, there's just like a, a yeah. diss of the character almost.
3: Because you're not only dissing, you know, the um, the film, you're dissing all the people that have spent money. And time to love what you've done on screen. You're dissing your fan base.
1: That's true as well. Who do you think should be the next James Bond?
3: Well, uh, who I would love to be in the next James Bond is Idris Elba. I've heard his name a lot. But he's doing the Dark Tower series right now. Uh-huh. He's turning those into movies. And the Dark Tower series is my favorite media of all time. Better than any TV show, better than any movie, better than better than any song, anything. So I want him to focus 100% onto making the Dark Tower films the best films ever.
1: Um, that would be interesting to do uh, an African American James Bond, yeah, um, or I guess an African English. Can we just say black?
3: Is it okay, yeah. black
1: James Bond? Because he's not
3: technically American, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so it would be interesting. I I have friends who I do not believe are racist, but they are very. Um, conscious about Character-driven, and so they think once a character is a race, that character Needs to should that remain that race. Well, that's
3: a huge thing right now, actually, with the Dark Tower series, is because mm. uh, in the books, Roland Deschain, who the character Idris Elba is going to be playing, yeah, it's important in the story arc that he's white, and Idris Elba obviously is black. Oh, it's even in the story it's that it's It's in important. the story that he's white. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. important because, um, spoiler-esque, he deals with a woman who is black who was a part of the civil rights movement and she keeps calling him some white slanders. Okay. So that's like an entire book of that happening. Interesting. So now people are wondering, well, if... Well, you've seen it with...
1: You've seen the conversation also with comic books. The more comic book, you know, movies are made and, you know, uh, cross-race characters, those kind of things.
3: Well, now Um, in the Marvel universe, Thor's a woman, so... In the comics? In the comics, yeah. That's
1: really interesting.
3: Yeah.
2: I think Mark Strong... I don't even know who that is, but I'm reading an article about it.
1: <laughs> Mark Strong's not a bad choice.
2: It says, though, that he would be the only one that doesn't have hair.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's true. That's, that's true I think Tom well.
2: Hiddleston would be a really good bond.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I could see that. Absolutely. Um, Michael Fassbender. Hmm. Interesting choices. Emily, yeah. I don't Blunt. know. Emily Blunt, oh my as gosh, James a female Bond—that Bond. would be so great. I'm on board for that.
2: I'm on board for that. I'm on board for whatever. Daisy Ridley inter- is the new you know James what? Bond.
1: Just yes. tell me a good story. Just entertain me. You know, like take that first, uh, that first 15 minutes of Spectre and make a whole movie that good, you know? I think <laughs> like... the
3: number one, I think everybody's saying their number one pick for James Bond, and this is just globally everybody's saying they want Benedict Cumberbatch to beat the new James
1: oh, Bond. Oh, wow, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I get I it. Know. I get why
3: people are saying that, but... Nah. I mean, Idris Elba it. is the front runner worldwide mm-hmm. right. for people, but right after, like, but really close is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch.
2: Uh, next I mean, he th- can,
3: I just, I want him to focus. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm being selfish.
2: On the do we care, does the world need a Tetris movie? Too bad. <laughs> Apparently, You're getting we're, one anyway. getting, we're getting three. Trilogy. A That's, trilogy of what? I, Tetris listen, movies. I, just, I don't get it.
1: I just came out of the Angry Birds movie last night.
2: Oh,
3: yeah.
1: Um I uh, taking a game property and turning it into something is perilous. Battleship is another example where it just it didn't work. Like it's funny and clever at points, like how you reference the game. But if you don't have a story to go along with it, don't make the movie. Like, I just... What is the story that goes along with Tetris?
3: I don't know. Well... There are some games out there that do lend themselves to a cinematic universe. Sure, absolutely. Like, for instance, uh, Denae and I. You know what? <laughs> I will stand by that. The first Mortal Kombat movie was great. <laughs> you go ahead and stand by that. I love that movie. We'll, we'll let you stand by it. But um, Denae and I, uh, we've talked about this, I think, on the very first podcast I was on, or maybe in the second one, that both of us were huge World of Warcraft fans. Yes. Yeah, now the Warcraft movie's coming out, directed yeah. by Duncan Jones. He gave us Moon.
2: A.K.A. David Bowie's son.
3: Yes, David Bowie's son, rest in peace. Um, And then we also have the Assassin's Creed movie coming out with Michael Fassbender. Mm -hmm. I think a lot is resting on the shoulders of these two movies in particular for the future of video game to film. If these two movies don't do well, then it's just never going to happen.
2: But you're right, though. Those already kind of have a built-in universe. For example, World of Warcraft. Yeah. There's so much storyline in that game and to pull I'm, from? I mean we're talking about
3: Warcraft decades the actual game. and decades and mm-hmm. decades
2: of Warcraft yeah. lore that they can pull from. Yeah. Tetris has match as a puzzle game? <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm a block person myself. Yeah. A lot of people out there are zigzags, but no. I'm blocking <laughs> straight lines. Blocking Just, straight lines. Blocking straight line.
2: So I think I care about it, but not care enough to maybe even go see it. So And then finally it was Whitney Houston's Estate says the voice Hologram duet was not okay, and it has been pulled. Christine Aguilera and Whitney Houston were going to be making an appearance in the Voice finale Oh interesting. as doing a duet on stage, kind of like the Tupac thing. Yes. Yeah, but they pulled it. They pulled it because after review, they were looking at it; it didn't look good.
1: Like, well, there you go.
2: And so That's it's the like, right. yeah. Does let's it say not, if it's the
3: same that. company that did the Tupac hologram?
1: Uh, I don't know. Holograms, no. man. <laughs>
2: future that's what a crazy. world what a world we live in but the uh, footage was leaked so it's on the internet if you want to see it oh
1: really oh uh-huh. uh, well then that's counterproductive yeah,
2: yeah. So. i'm surprised
3: they actually so you're saying that they did not get permission from the whitney houston estate before uh, they well, did i think this? they got, permission, they got permission, to permission to test it to, to, to use test it. okay okay
2: they got permission to to go go with it so the segment was pre-recorded so it was Whitney and Christina singing a song together, Okay, and they were making sure that everything went well, and then they, I think they were going to air it during the live performance, but then when people, when they started to review it, the company and also uh, the estate, they're like, that's not good enough, and so it's been pulled. Okay. However, like I said, it was leaked, so now people are weighing in on it, and there's a little bit of like a backlash about that, so that's, that's also happening in pop culture.
1: Understandable. I- I, uh, I just to clarify, in case you guys were wondering, Angry Birds movie is awful. OK, we can move on huh? <laughs> okay. and talk about the movie that we are going to talk about this week. Woo-hoo! Andrew has joined us. Uh, we saw The Nice Guys. Uh, Andrew and I both saw it Danae has not seen it. Uh, so she will play the role of curious inquisitor uh, about this movie. But it stars uh, Russell Kroll. Russell Kroll. <laughs> nope, not him.
2: Just a clarification, I did use the Snapchat filter for Nice Guys.
1: <laughs> well, then you've so, as well as seen it. I mean, nice you guy. might as well have seen it. Uh, tell
3: us what it's about, Andrew. Okay, so I'm going to read you plot synopsis here, okay? Yeah, do it. So, this film by Shane Black is about an unlikely duo in Los Angeles who are investigating the murder of a young woman in the adult film industry. But in doing so, they discover a conspiracy that runs far deeper than murder now everything i just read shane black unlikely duo los angeles adult film actress murdered conspiracy everything i just read i did not read the synopsis for nice guys (laughs) i read shane black's lethal weapon it's (laughs) the exact same movie that's amazing yeah what exact same movie but you think about it Shane Black did Lethal Weapon. He did uh-huh. all of them. Yeah. Unlikely Duo. You yeah. have Rig and Murtaugh. Yeah. Adult film actress in the first movie. Conspiracy. It's the exact same movie. Yet when you watch this, there's no way you would have put them together because oh, no, no, they're, no, no. they're totally completely different,
1: completely different films. But that's really interesting. But isn't that, that fascinating? They have the same synopsis. That yeah. kind of stuff is really fun. Um, I would have. No, I had no clue you were you were talking about Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Because uh, that is the synopsis of the Nice Guys. Um, what did you think of the movie? Just real quickly, did you like it? Did you love it? Was it okay? Did you hate it? Or did you just not like it?
3: I loved it. I, yeah, it's one of my favorites of the year. Top three.
1: Whoa, top yeah. three of the year. Top three of the year. Um, I'm gonna go on the liked it, like not it. loved it. Uh, yeah. I can certainly see the um, appeal. The appeal of a movie like this. Um, it's real. Let's just start here. It's really funny. Oh is it my god, it is 70s? so funny. It's
2: is it from? Set it's set in, in the seventies. It's yeah. t-
1: entirely set in the seventies. Um, it is. I, I have to tell you, Ryan Gosling so funny. may be my favorite comedic actor working today, and he's not even really a comedic actor. <laughs> but he is after the Big Short. In this, his sense of humor is so on point.
3: Or like Crazy Stupid Love, he was hilarious in yeah. that. Yeah, I think I'm he's really just confident. He's confident in his humor to where like. He's funny, but at the same time, he's so charismatic, you can't help but not love him. Um, one, I mean, I guess I think Crow
1: is okay. I liked him a lot. Um, but I, I think I think Gosling is the reason this hums like it does. Like the reason that the, the energy of it really works I is kind of in his sense of humor.
3: I think that Shane Black is really good at finding actors who have such great chemistry. And I think that the chemistry between... Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe, and even Ryan Gosling's daughter and Gory Rice. I think just the three of them, whenever they're on screen, is just brilliant. They blend so well together.
1: I I also feel like it's, you mentioned the spy story kind of element of this. Kind of noirish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really well constructed. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing I really liked about it was the story itself is really well put together. It has genuine twists and turns to it. Um, It's not completely unpredictable, like some of it you can see coming, Yeah. but at the same time, it still does a great job of kind of presenting it to you uh, in an interesting way so that you're with it.
3: Yeah, it's not... uh, I wouldn't say it's by the book, because there's a lot of twists and turns I definitely did not see coming. Some of them I obviously did, Mm -hmm. but uh, overall I just... I want to see it again.
1: So what was what were some of the other things that you really liked about it?
3: Actually, you say that Ryan Gosling was your standout performance yeah. in this. For me, it was Angori Rice, the daughter. Really? Yeah. The first time I saw her, she was in this movie called These Final Hours, one of the most depressing movies of all time. Hmm. And she gave a killer performance in that movie. And um, uh, I just... Whenever she was I good.
1: It. I have a. Li- I always get a little uncomfortable with kids acting like adults and doing adult things. Really, and there and there are a like couple... her driving the car and no, nah, like the, nah, not driving the car. I mean, her dealing uh, with like
2: emotional issues or something. No,
1: her <laughs> watching a porn and talking about uh... some of the things that are happening and just those kind of things. I'm always just like, but she, wa- that's she a didn't, kid, you know. She wasn't
2: like... acting
3: like she was watching a porn. She
1: was. Like, she
2: was actually. Was... <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, okay, but she was the way she was presenting. It was more like I'm. This is no different than watching Sunday cartoons you know she's like it's something on the screen to her she right. really didn't care because she was more interested in the people no, in my, the room that she was talking to you're, you're talking but character I, stuff I do understand like seeing, I, seeing that is kind of uncomfortable exactly I, I have get a that. level of uncomfortability with the
1: actress herself not the character the character like I totally get this is this girl is supposed to be immune to this world but I mean like the kids themselves playing those parts I always feel a little uncomfortable with, and this goes for horror movies as well. i like when with you a, When on a kid's that. in a horror movie or something and they have to deal with that like stuff. You feel
2: kind of bad, like, oh, they're being exposed to this whole other part of the world that instead <clears throat> up being sheltered. Well, right.
3: I need to say that she was actually, you never actually saw her seeing. Oh, you no, just no, no, heard no, it You heard it in the background. But some so. of the
1: lines she has to say in the... Yeah. In the I just, yeah. So there's a <clears throat> level of, uh, I get it. Believe me, I get it. But there's a level of un- uncomfortability that that I think makes me look past about, the performance a little what bit. What
2: about, like, going on that same thing, um, Natalie Portman? The movie that she was in where... It was like was a, it The Professional?
3: Oh, the Professional, Leon yeah. the Professional.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like One of the best was, movies ever. Yeah, that's a great, serious How movie. have you seen
3: that in Not Dead Poets? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that is okay, the question okay
2: so technically i've only seen parts of it <laughs> okay so well but anyhow i'm just thinking about like there are actors and actresses who you know are around to grow up as kids you know and exposed to that or kind of jodie
1: foster and yeah. taxi driver right driver, yeah, or, yeah. yeah no, no no i get I, I and or the girl in poltergeist or whatever no yeah. I, I mean kids are in movies and it's just a part of i'm just saying i deal with a psychological thing and I put it on me. I'm not even necessarily yeah. putting it on the movie. I'm just saying there's... I put
2: it on the parents. <laughs> and well. she
3: did an amazing job of covering up her Australian accent.
1: See, that's true. I wouldn't have even known. Yeah. She's from that Australia. She had, that she yeah. had an Australian accent in that.
3: I knew The only reason I knew she was Australian is because of the movie These Final Hours that I was talking about. God, that movie's so sad. You make me want to see it so bad. It's about a (laughs) meteor that hits the earth and everybody's going to die. So it's everybody's final hours before
1: the blast wave gets to everyone
2: saying goodbye. So it's insanely depressing.
1: (laughs) It sounds like it. Yeah, but it's really good. Um, The other thing I I really liked about this movie, there was a lot to like here. It's a well-told story. And I think a lot of that has to do with the thematics of it as well. And they're played for laughs. But there's a real beauty in the way this movie explores randomness and chance mm-hmm. and it's throughout the entire film and I won't give any, you know, major things away, but just why certain people live and certain people die and that it all feels like luck. Yeah. And it's chaotic. It's chaotic, but there's but there's definitely a force of some sort, you know, creating luck for certain people, and it's really interesting.
3: <laughs> they actually actually mentioned that about somebody in the movie. Mm-hmm. But did it kind of feel like a, a comedic Paul Thomas Anderson movie to you? Because I kind of got that vibe a little bit. What do bit. you mean by that? Explain that a little bit more. Because he has this very specific art style to his film, where if you look at like Boogie Nights, which actually does take place in the 70s, mm-hmm. so you have these strong characters with a unique style of comedy that they're bringing to the mm-hmm. movie also around the porn
1: industry as well and so yeah, yeah
3: also boogie nights is around the porn industry so maybe that's where i'm drawing the paul thomas anderson connection from but i just think that the way that shane black for this movie in particular because it didn't feel like iron man 3 it didn't feel like any of the lethal weapon movies right or kiss it kind of felt like kiss kiss bang bang it a does feel bit. a little
1: bit like kiss kiss bang bang yeah
3: so i don't know if he's just changing the way he makes his movies but i think that if this is the way he's changing it too Keep at it, because it was amazing. I loved it. Um, the couple of issues I
1: had, and maybe we can have a further discussion, because it doesn't sound like you had a lot of issues with movie. I do this have movie. some issues. Okay. so One of them, and let's start here. I did not feel a lot of heart in this movie. Uh, it didn't really strike me in any way that I was like, oh... Um, that resonates with me on like an emotional level or on a heart level, which doesn't have to happen all the time. But it felt like a movie where that could have happened. Okay. And I just and I I just didn't feel it. Does that make sense?
3: Oh, I totally get it. Because I was going to say like I was going to ask you, do you think every single movie has to have that one no. heart, m- heartfelt heartfelt? No, I just
1: like it better. Okay. I just that's a personal preference. Personal preference. I, yeah. I like I like for a movie to mean something in that way. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I just I didn't feel that from from the Nice Guys.
3: Yeah. Uh, for me, one of the uh, cons I had was I think that the pacing of it was a little hit and miss here and there because sometimes it would you know highs and lows, but sometimes it would stay or in a high <clears throat> in a high area too much, or it would stay in a low area. I had just that a down as well. Yeah,
1: especially the high, like it gets over the top and it stays there just a little too long sometimes. Where it's it's yeah. that kind of uh, you know that um, the. Uh, that reality that's just a little hyper, you know, it's hyper real in some ways.
3: Would you call this a modern slapstick?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I between think between great... Russell
3: and Ryan, it's kind of Three Stooges Stooges-esque.
1: Yeah, I again, I really don't feel like Russell had much of a performance in this movie.
3: I liked it. I was totally on board. He was, yeah, I thought it was great.
1: I think he was serviceable. I don't. I I'm, I'm trying to think back of a scene where I'm like, oh, Russell made that scene work. And, oh, i
3: have a few but I'll get into spoilers for that okay
1: so. yeah we can we can chat about that uh, separately uh, anything else you wanted to, to
3: bring up you know out about the movie one last thing yeah sure uh one last thing I like that this movie didn't spoon feed you every single plot point you needed to know I like that it left some things up to your imagination like okay you understand what we're saying here we're not going to just come out and say it do the homework yourself. And I appreciate movies that do that. They get you as far as they technically need to get you as far as a plot point or a subplot point. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, that explains so much. I can fill that in with the rest you don't need. Because sometimes movies do that and you're like, why would you say that? There's no, the only reason you're saying that is for the audience to understand a past event or a future event. So whenever they just say, figure it out yourself, I love that.
1: I do too. I, I I think giving the audience the benefit of their intelligence is always a wonderful thing. So yeah. uh, I like that. Uh, my final thing was there were some moments in this movie that were literally, literally out of the Three Stooges play, playbook. Yeah, and I thought that was great. I thought that was hilarious. And I mean, just uh, there's a moment. You, 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 you. There's not, a, I'm not kidding. There is a moment like that where I, I, I really right where Ryan wow. Gosling is basically channeling. You know, no, no, there's Mo.
3: a literal, literal, and I mean the actual word literal, Bud Abbott Lou Costello moment in this movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really interesting.
3: Where he totally... Like- totally mimicked Lou Costello yes and it was great oh by the tree by the tree yeah 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 that was a Absolutely. total Lou Costello that moment scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> Denae man <laughs> top five scenes Denae
1: did you have any questions like kind of hearing how we're talking about the movie anything yeah. that might need to be clarified or how do you thoughts? think they
2: pulled off the being in the 70s because I always like that's when, a great question whenever I watch any movie that's in a different time period I really do enjoy like seeing how things were quote unquote back then mm-hmm. how were the genes <laughs> for example, clothing, scenery, cars, I thought for the most part, kind
1: of everything seemed air specific. There was one moment where one of the characters mentioned genetics. And I thought, well, did they, did they have, was, you know, when was Watson and Crick doing the DNA thing? Was that in the 70s? Did they know about genetics? I'm sure the they 70s? did, but I
2: don't think it was like everyday conversation. Are you sure they
1: did? I, when did that scientific study happen? I don't know. So. Well, but, we um, do have the Googles. But I, it seemed for the most part to be.
3: Everything's possible with radar. <laughs>
1: It seemed, for the most part, to be very specific and uh, and very well done. I thought the time-specific stuff was pretty awesome. Yeah, the cars well, that's and the good. clothes and the manner of speech and all that kind of stuff.
2: Was it something that you like? Did you mind that it was around? Like, so we're talking about prostitution and things like that. Would you have rather this there movie to There wasn't been a lot of to prostitution.
1: Else? There was a lot of just, pornography. Adul- there adult you know. film oh, okay. industry. Oh, oh, oh. Um,
2: like, do you think that this movie would have been just as good if that wasn't part of it? I think the movie, sh-
3: it talks about it a lot. It doesn't show it a lot. So it's the subject point. It's not what's on camera all the time. That's yeah. nice. No, it is there. I'm not saying that it's not. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not, definitely it's, rated R for a reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's definitely there. Um, I, I think the movie... Yeah, to answer your specific question, yes, I think this movie could have been just as good if, you know, the, I, it is a very specific plot point, though, that the the adult film industry comes into play, and I get why for humor purposes and for story purposes, why they might feel that that works better than another industry, but I think you could have done it, uh, you know, in a different industry. Are there if any you questions
3: in the chat? I can't really see it. Uh,
2: no questions in the chat, just okay. yet.
3: Okay, just making sure.
1: Anything else today?
2: No, what you were thinking. Mm-mm.
3: Overall, you so you'd probably land
1: in the you know in the high grade kind of range. I
3: gave it a nine point one out of ten. Nice, yeah. Aaron, what'd you do?
1: Uh, I gave. Oh, it. Oh wait,
3: no, I lied. I was eight point seven. I was thinking about my uh, buried treasure that I rated, so eight point seven.
1: I give it a B. Yeah, is where I, I landed. Plus. I so. did not see it. No, you did not.
3: So yeah. okay, here's a question for you then, Aaron. Yeah. After seeing it and knowing that Shane Black loves to do sequels to his films, do you think this should be a one and done movie, or do you think that this? Oh lends no, itself this is
1: ripe for sequels. Right for sequels. I I think when you get chemistry like that between two actors and it's working, yeah. Uh, in the universe works. If the universe works, go back to the universe. Yeah. If it's only the story that worked, make it a one and done. That's my opinion. Like, if it's primarily a story thing that made it work, then it can be one and done. But if it's a universe thing that worked, please go back to it. That's how I feel. How do you feel?
3: Oh, I totally agree. I think that they did a really good job to where if they wanted to make this a one and done film, they could. Mm -hmm. But I also see they ended it perfectly to where it could go both ways. I think so. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. That's what you have to do. Yeah. So there you go. The nice guys. Uh,
2: Who would you recommend? Go see it.
1: Um, a, Not kids. Yeah, definitely not kids. Um, somebody who wants
3: to laugh and have a good time and isn't offended.
2: Yeah. Isn't offended by Everything. language, nudity. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Violence. 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 Yep. I'm just waiting for Russell Crowe to get to the uh, Murtaugh stage in his career where he's like, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> self bleeping self bleeping
1: that may be the first time it's ever happened (laughs) nicely done (laughs) All right, let's move on today uh, let's give a shout out to our Patreon peeps yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah. tell them thank you Patreon peoples we thank you so much for making this show and shoe the dough possible Sif Pop exists because we have fans that support us every month by using Patreon that's kind of like our Kickstarter but it's a monthly support Mm -hmm. Uh, you can find out more information at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae that's where you land, and you'll take a look at all the stuff. You actually make it possible for us to do two podcasts right now, um, so we appreciate that.
1: Thank you so much. Couldn't do it without you. On to spring television. Hey, uh, lots of finales going on. Kind yes. of the May sweeps thing happening. Shows finishing up. Uh, what are some of the shows that you've enjoyed watching this spring? And uh, how do you feel about kind of how they're they're finishing down? Today we didn't hear a lot from you during the movie. So why don't you start? What are some of the shows you want to talk about? I have
2: guilty pleasure shows.
1: Okay, you want to start there?
2: Shows that I shouldn't be watching. I should be watching other things that are better cuz everyone uh-huh. tells me, but I still watch the shows that I watch.
1: Right, like you you Like
2: Once Upon a Time and Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and Castle for that matter. But Castle's done, done and done and done now. I heard that. And I watched the finale, finale and I gave last up night. on
1: Castle about 4 seasons in. And I was just like, how ah, many it's...
2: seasons did it run? 8?
1: Yeah. Seven. I oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I checked out and then checked back in. Did I you? Did, yep.
1: I For me, it just became, like, I love Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah. like, yes. Like, I mean, he is the best. Yeah. Um, He's going to
2: be in the next uh, Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: <gasps> That's so exciting. Yeah. That's super exciting. So um, Uh Sly Stallone is? Yeah. Wow. Um. Huh. So I love Nathan Fillion. That's why I watched. He's fun <laughs> and clever. <laughs> did You and- know, see-
3: he was actually in the first movie, too. He was a... Off-camera voice. No, actor. no,
2: no!
1: I didn't know that. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I love that he sent a tweet out that said, "Attention directors of everything! Apparently, I'm available." <laughs> no. Something like that. Like, he I was, mean, I
1: follow him on Twitter, but I missed that one.
2: Yeah. So, because the lead, uh, Beckett, the female, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. Sorry.
3: It's okay. Of uh, what Guardians of the
2: Galaxy? No, no, uh, no The, no, the, in the castle. castle. The show castle. Oh, okay. Uh, Beckett, the girl who plays Beckett, she backed out of the show, so they knew that. She was going to come back next season, mm-hmm. but what they didn't know is if it was going to be picked up for another season or not.
4: Uh. Is
3: it uh, Stanacatic? Yeah. Okay. Think, yeah. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, sorry.
2: Yeah, that's okay. I don't know how to pronounce it, so you're doing great. All right. So they find out that they're not going to be renewed for the next season. So and I don't realize I'm watching the last episode until of all time. of all time. I just didn't realize that until afterwards. I was so distraught after watching the finale that I was like, "What just happened? Really?" Mm-hmm. And so I had to go do some research last night. Uh, and essentially, what it was is that they went ahead and they shot what they called a button scene, a button-up yeah, scene. Yeah. And in case they needed, just to in use case it. they mm-hmm. had to use it. And then the director said something like, "But hopefully, it'll never." see That's what's of day. really
1: interesting about TV, right? Because they just don't know if if it's going to be over or not, and. You know, I fell in love with Philly on a on, you know, Firefly like a lot of people did. And, and they were canceled. And that was canceled uh very quickly. So you just never know what's gonna happen. But yeah, it just became too procedural for me. It became too I just I gave up on all the the crime procedurals, the, period. I stopped the, watching all the CSIs, I yeah. stopped watching all the NCISs, like yeah. I just was like, I'm so done with the crime procedural.
2: I watched because I liked the characters and i loved mm-hmm. castle castle was such a fun you know youth kid with a lot mm-hmm. of money you know just doing an interesting perspective on stuff and i didn't mind that he be, be, was, was good at crime solving i thought that was actually kind of realistic because of crime novelist being mm-hmm. and i loved how it started in the conflict you know between kate what, what i don't like is when a show has the uh tension of a love interest yeah and then they finally get together, and they immediately have to make more tension between the love interests. Yeah. It's like let's just have a realistic moment where they get along.
1: You know who did that really well? The Office did that really well. When Jim and Pam finally got together, they were just together, yeah. and they they were great together, and they didn't have to until the last season. I guess they did in the last season throw in the camera yeah, they person just or whatever. Throw in but...
2: something that's kind of like frustrating. Um, and in this last season, you definitely see that they're keeping Castle and Beckett apart because of this whole like. Uh, you know big mystery basically going mm-hmm. on right there's this whole story and when they come to the end of the season it's like they're trying to solve that mystery is it to, still the same mystery of her
1: like her, her. parents or yes. whatever it's the same mystery as same, when I was watching four years ago yes
2: okay but it's like they're trying to kind of get to the final person like they're kind of like closing in mm-hmm. but you can tell that they like they're gonna they're gonna end that mystery this season and then hopefully launch into the next season with like the final part of it. It reminds me of how The
1: Mentalist ended last year. Or was I was just years I ago.
3: was thinking The Mentalist the whole time.
1: Because the Red John thing was obviously the big thing for yeah, the entire I The never, Mentalist. I, never, and
2: I could never make it to the end. It I was just, 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 The like,
1: Mentalist. It was well, a good they, show. They, go,
3: they go past Red
1: John. They did, yeah. They went past Red John, and so yeah. it became a, oh. a totally different show.
3: Because did you notice how, like every single episode, the of, titles, the titles yeah. had to do with red, like crimson, red. Yeah, the red. And was then an... after that, it was like blue. Yeah, there was a new color. Blue, turquoise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing dealt with red anymore. They should have John. gone into
2: a cool color that kills things. Anyway. <laughs> so I saw the finale. It was um, interesting how they decided to to kind of transition and wrap up all the little. To wrap up the main storyline that had so much action and then very quickly just give the sort of like flippant nod to their relationship and how they chose to kind of put a bow on that. Well, didn't my, like st-
1: my street continues. I think it's a good transition into the ones I wanted to talk about.
2: Okay. Before you do that, in uh-huh. the chat though, Ada mentioning did thought that the tag was okay and it made her happy. Good. So.
1: Uh, I continue my streak of loving shows that get canceled. Um, the Muppets. My uh, the Muppets did get canceled. That's not the ones I'm talking about. My favorite new comedy and my favorite new drama of this season. Oh, both I know got what canceled. you're going to say. Yeah. Do you, go ahead, name them. Is it Grinder? Grinder was my favorite new comedy. Got yeah. canceled. Yeah. And my favorite new drama, Limitless, and it also got canceled. So I was just like,
3: I never watched the oh, Limitless. I actually never so watched Grinder, but I know thing. you praised Grinder. Here's so the thing hard. about both
1: of those shows. They are not. They are not the typical version of their show. They're quirky. They're interesting to me, and that is probably the reason they don't work in a mass market yeah. because they're quirky. It reminds me a lot of the Community thing, one of my favorite comedies of all time. So quirky, so interesting, yeah. but they struggled every single year to have people watch because it just doesn't appeal to the masses. Is it still on Yahoo? Uh, it was, but I don't think they're doing any more seasons on Yahoo. Even okay. they did. I think they did one season on Yahoo, and. They, I don't even think they're doing any That is one of the funniest shows. So anyways, so yeah, The Grinder and Limitless were the two I wanted to talk about. Limitless especially really found its groove, was really funny, really interesting. Uh, the idea that Bradley Cooper was in it every once in a while was kind of interesting yeah, to me too. Yeah, Um I love that universe, the idea of this drug that really gave people, you know, limitless uh, uh, Mind recall. Mind powers. Well, it was limitless recall basically is what it is. Like you could recall every scent, smell, every memory from Give your entire life. And yeah, yeah. Um, I I found it very interesting and also very fun, and I loved some of the quirky, interesting things they did with the episodes too. But um, but you know, it's gone now. So I'm
2: sorry yeah. about that.
1: What about you, Andrew? It's well, some there's some TV?
3: shows that were you know like sort of Netflix shows like Daredevil season two. You just purge through all that because they drop it at once. Right. Eleven twenty two sixty three. That ended a while ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
2: is it so, done? Done then?
3: Yeah, well, it was a miniseries. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 11, By the way, I
1: hated the way that ended.
3: I thought it was one of the best endings ever.
1: I hated it so you read much the book? I read the book. And I, wonder talk I, read, about it last I wonder if I read. I wonder if I read the book if I'd feel differently. It's exactly missing. Like, what? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering yeah. if the TV show needed a different ending for people who just watched the TV show because um, I was just like, "What?" Actually, Stephen
3: King wrote two endings for that book. Yeah. And he uh, crowd tested it, and I've read both endings, and the one they showed, and the one that's actually in the book, I liked a lot more. Yeah. Hmm. Because normally Stephen King. Does not end his books happily. <laughs> Nothing good happens at the end of his books, but um, I guess the shows that just ended or are just going to end that I'm really stoked on right now are all the CW DC properties Arrow and Flash, especially Flash.
1: Are you watching? Uh,
3: was it Legends? I'm not. Legends is terrible.
1: Okay, I've heard it's terrible. I'm it's, not watching. It's it. It's not good at all. And, and I don't.
3: I, I don't, don't watch like Gotham at all. I Gotham really. is awful.
1: I haven't watched the new season of Gotham. It's still sitting on my DVR.
3: But um. So the Flash is like the biggest emotional roller coaster right now. It's I know just, it's so great. Yeah, I'm really but digging
2: the Flash. But that's not being canceled, right? No, no, no. no. Mm. Okay, oh God. No, we've no. moved on from those that are being canceled. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um. But Arrow, this season of Arrow, it's not as good as the uh, last season, which I thought was one of the best seasons ever. I
1: tried to tune into Arrow. I'm wondering if I should have started from the beginning, but I tried to watch like the first couple of oh, episodes of the third you have to season. Start from the beginning. It's very later. and I just didn't like it. I didn't really? like his character. I didn't like, and so I just like I've got plenty more. I'm, you know, watching to it's, invest
3: in it. So it's not a show you can force yourself to like. I yeah. think it's just you have to have the right thing for it. But the two shows that just ended that really, or I guess. Last Man on Earth is not it has a couple episodes left I think.
1: No, Last Man on Earth is done.
3: Oh, then maybe it's I done, just haven't done? seen. No, no, done, no just season. Just season's uh, done. But I think that um. I think, I could be wrong about. that. I may I'm have, have one, one episode up. left then, but oh gosh, just such a good season. Right. Oh man, that's one of the funniest shows on TV right now. I love
2: yeah. that show. Yeah.
3: The fact that I have in in my you know
1: possession a picture of me with Will Forte with uh, his half beard. Half beard. Oh, <laughs> yes. that makes his, me so uh, happy. His Grizzly Adams yeah, that uh, makes Lex Luthor look.
3: Because whenever you posted that picture, you posted that picture a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, before it was on the episode. It yeah. happened on the show. I'm like, how's that going to work with the show? And then I, I realized it's in the show. Now. Yes, okay. yes. But, um, isn't that funny? The final show I want to talk about that ended is uh, The Walking Dead. It was so good. Was it? I haven't people, even started this a season A lot yet. of people did not like the season finale. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best. For me personally, it was one of the best episodes they've ever put on that show.
1: Uh, there are a couple. There are two of the shows that I watched that I haven't even started the, the previous season yet that people are telling me I really need to do. One is, is The like, Walking Dead. Yeah. The other is um, Blacklist. I heard this season of The Blacklist is really amazing. but I, I haven't, haven't started the season either. I, yet. Have, I haven't gotten into the season yet.
3: But I know a show that's coming back on soon that I know you and I both love coming back on. I think next month, the end of next month is Penn & Teller Fooless. Yes. That's coming back.
1: Of course it is. It's so good
3: because Aaron and I are five year old children who are still <laughs> enticed by magic. Yes, I, that show is so perfect. I
1: love those guys. I love Penn and Teller. Yeah. You know, I love their personalities, who they are as entertainers. We need to go to Vegas and see one. And of And I would love that. It is on. That is on my bucket list yeah. to see them.
2: I want to go back and talk about Last Man on Earth for just for a second, sure, because I love the very last line of the. <laughs> I, he says oh farts
3: uh-huh it's my oh,
2: favorite farts. i love how he, i love his character so much <laughs>
3: boom still got it
2: boom still got it <laughs> i don't know sorry i just want to go back on that I like how
1: Aaron did you find out a, did you find out if it has finished for the season or not
2: yeah i think i think it's
1: done. i thought it was i thought that I was think the season the final, finale
2: yeah it's episode I may just not have seen the last
3: episode then
2: love um,
1: i loved having jason
3: sudeikis on the show this the year he's so great. good the so chemistry good. between him and will forte i know. The, the brother
2: rivalry yeah. where they just keep kind of like playing, but they mm-hmm. love each other, but they're playing. It's mm-hmm. the end
3: of the world and they still act, act like eight-year-olds. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the last one that I have is 30 Years of Science Down the Tubes.
1: Yes, that was May the, 15th. Yep, that was the one.
2: Um. So that was really fun.
1: Yeah, did you see the them West. all?
2: I've seen them all, yeah. yeah. I guess I have seen them all
3: then. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, so that the way that that season ends mm-hmm. with the character coming back that was in the previous you know mm-hmm. the that was kind of when his brother landed mm-hmm. yeah oh that was so incredible cuz i was like uh, uh it's
1: kind of legitimately uh, freaky right yeah. like it's kind of like wait are we on lost now like what like it yes. just felt like real drama or something yeah
2: <laughs> oh farts <laughs> it's so Boom, funny still got it <laughs>
1: Uh, Any other? uh, I I guess I would also mention, um, because I I just like to mention it because people have forgotten about it, but it's still amazing. I promise you it's so good. Survivor is still an amazing show. Um, Somebody was
2: really disappointed. You know what show I
3: watched this year? And I don't watch reality shows at all. Uh The Amazing Race. Yeah, did you enjoy it? Yeah, because uh, I actually know the Rooster Teeth people. Yeah. So I knew Bernie and Ashley. Mm -hmm. So watching them, I'm rooting for them the whole time, and they were... Not telling anybody anything, whether how far they would get yeah, or yeah. anything like that. So every single week, I'm like, "Come, Come on!" Did you know the Amazing Reese
1: did a uh, Amazing Reese? The Amazing Race did a YouTube theme this yeah. this social year. No. Social yeah. media, uh, yeah. All no. these, they're all social media big names oh, and social media. Like one, you know, the guy who does the vines where he like does like special effects and oh, appears yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Uh, he was on it with okay. his mom, was his it? Girlfriend. He and his, his girlfriend, Jenna Marbles no, would be a good one.
3: <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, there was two Instagram models, the Rooster Teeth people, the uh-huh. Vine. Um, there was a couple vine people, uh, two pro frisbee players. Yeah. And did you ever see the uh, the viral video with the uh, was it uh, the blue airline, she was the funny flight stewardess, the blonde? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She was on there and uh it was such a good. This was and I'm I, glad I you like enjoyed I said it. I don't I... watch the show, but like that season alone would make me continue to watch that show.
1: No. Um, uh, the survivor thing you talk about being disappointed I was absolutely disappointed in who won oh, okay. but that's different than being disappointed in, in the watching show. the show yeah that's true in fact if you can be that disappointed in who won it a was job. a good show because you yeah. were invested, invested in it yeah, yeah. And I—that's the thing. Survivor with, like, always does. Master
2: Chef or any of those mm-hmm. shows—I never think that the right person wins. <laughs> they get so angry watching those shows. The only ap-
3: season of Master Chef I watched, I was really happy with the person who won. Good. Now they have the kids Master Yes, and they just make me feel so inadequate because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> thank you. I cook Chef Boyardee, and these kids are like making. I, they're actually making like pasta
2: they're making <laughs> well the one i was cooking an egg struggling with making a fried egg and in the background i took a picture of it, it's on my instagram from several months back i've got my i've got my um tablet set up and i'm watching master chef and there's like an eight-year-old making a i think it was uh, a a crab etouffee or something <laughs> like this yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, my life means nothing. Those kids are brutal. They are so good, though. They are so
3: maniacal.
2: Um, I did have one other thing I wanted to kind of mention while we're talking about series and things. Uh, I stumbled across, because I have Hulu, I stumbled across a terrible show. Okay. It's it's a reality TV show. I cannot wait to tell you this. (laughs) It's called Skin Wars.
1: I know Skin Wars.
2: Okay, okay. So I think it, I think it popped up in my feed because I watch Ink Masters sometimes,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which oh, is about tattoo. Another contest show about you know like people battling for the top. Which Ink Masters is like rated R. It's on Spike TV. It's they they drop f bombs all the time, so it's like not great for everyone. Uh-huh. But I'm always interested in different kinds of art, which is one of the reasons I love Face Off, mm-hmm. and I love you know the Jim Henson show that was on right. uh, the whatever. So anyway, Skin Wars pops up in my feed. I'm like, what is this? And so I watched, I watched the first season. Okay, you know how at the end of every episode, whenever they tell someone to pack up shop?
1: Yeah. They have, like, a f- like, the tribe has spoken. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: They've got that, like, little statement that they yeah. make. So in Skin Wars, it's all body painting. So it's like a body painting competition. Okay, this is how they end every episode. They say, so-and-so, you haven't won. It's time for you to go wash off your canvas, <laughs> and then in the background, That's That's while bad. they're packing up their airbrushes and stuff, is someone showering all of the paint off of them. <laughs> it's and you can see their head and shoulders, and you can see their feet in like the middle sections, kind of like uh, frosted Weird. out, strategically frosted. It's fro the, the glass is frosted, but it's a straight. Someone is showering. <laughs> all- it's just like what in the world and it's so terrible and you just think okay this is just the first season like their pilot season surely they'll change things up no it just keeps getting worse and worse i i like it because it's art it's you know it's body paint so if you're uncomfortable with bodies don't watch it because it's (laughs) not for you but oh man that is the most terrible line on one ever
3: that's pretty bad that's
1: pretty. time for you to
2: go and here's the thing it kind of like it indicates that the person who was painting is going to go shower with them and wash it off. <laughs> right. That's what it sounds like. Right?
1: Yeah. Go wash off your canvas. Yeah.
2: It's like go pack up your bag or go do this. You know, uh-huh. go Here, wash off your Let me get your, your ca- back. <laughs> 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 it's so awkward. That's not actually what happens. They're just in the background bathing. That's funny. Oh, it's so weird. It is the weirdest thing. Anyway, there you go.
1: A uh, quick shout out to uh <laughs> the people versus OJ Simpson. If you didn't get a chance to watch oh. that, it's so good. The entire oh, season was amazing.
3: Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They don't vote him guilty.
2: No, what? What?
3: No, the acting was superb in that.
2: Is I it over the whole then?
3: thing? Oh yeah. It
1: was okay. a, it's uh It's like 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 one
2: a, it's like a one run, right? Well, like well every
3: single season is gonna be a different case.
1: Yeah, so like they're talking about Katrina for season two. So Oh like against, the disaster Katrina? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hurricane Katrina.
2: Whoa, that's gonna be a sensitive subject.
1: Well, that's what they're still talking about for season two.
2: There's still issues. I thought
3: that it was interesting that they actually chose O.J. Simpson for season one because I was thinking that it was going to be court cases. And I'm like, how do you start with the most famous court case of all time and go up from there? Yeah. But I guess going to different things, sort of like Katrina
2: disaster. What about the oil spill? Go to uh-huh. that Oh, the... Uh, There's another one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But season 2 Ugh. of anthology series are um notoriously difficult to pull off. Yeah. Uh look at even in the podcasting world look at Serial. You know, they had this incredible court case yeah. in the season 1 and then season 2 with Bo Bergdahl I was just kind of like I could not get into Serial. I couldn't either. No, not I tried the
2: first one?
3: Yeah, the first, I couldn't
2: wow. even do it. like Had you um, tried the second one?
3: I couldn't even get through the first one, so no. Look at uh yeah. look at um
1: Now well, the message the uh
2: the Message Podcast? Yeah, The Message Podcast.
1: That's fictional, though, right? That's fictional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, which is still, but still appropriate. storytelling. But what, what's What's the? Oh, why can't I remember? It was a podcast. Matthew
3: McConaughey. Are you and talking Woody about Harrelson. True Detective?
1: True Detective. Yeah. Season two was so awful.
3: I didn't think it was awful, but but it compared but it dealt, to the first season. Exactly, you know.
1: it dealt with the same thing. So I wonder if they're going to deal with like the same thing in a second season.
2: Is Mr. Robot coming back? Yes, it yes. is. They
3: just released a trailer. Not that it matters to you guys, but um,
2: yes. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm. That's another one where you're like kind of hopeful it doesn't have the
1: comeback itis or whatever. Yeah. You
2: know where it doesn't have.
1: But then, but it's got different. Shows. It's different with a story. In an anthology. With an anthology series where you have to, you take an entirely different subject yeah. with entirely new actors and right. then it becomes a whole different thing. Yeah. So.
3: Plus I have a lot of faith in Sam Esmail that he'll do really good with. I mean, that first,
1: only, that first season was so brilliant that.
3: The only reason I remember his name is because it's an anagram from Mass Email. Right. <laughs> All right,
1: finally moving on to our buried treasure. Uh, The one thing in the area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about. Denae, start us off.
2: Well, I wanted to mention that um, one of our listeners mentioned theirs. They wanted to do um, a buried treasure. Oh, really? Yes. Bonnie mentioned 25 years of Ploirot, which is spelled P-O-I-R-O-T.
1: I thought you just had a little seizure or something
2: poirot right what is it french do you smell it's toast a, <laughs> 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 it's on netflix it's a 70 episodes um it's period great act It's like a period piece great acting and it's like a old um crime solving show cool and it was i've actually seen a few of this it's really 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 good so she wanted to bring that up so awesome. i wanted to mention that one thanks for bringing that are up. are you taking that as
1: your own or do you have Do you sure. have one i'll take that as my <laughs> own nice. Uh, I'll go next and mention uh, Louis C.K.'s show that he dropped out of nowhere, Horse and Pete. Uh, it's something that I just am now getting around to watching. I think it's a couple months old, maybe a month and a half. He told nobody about it, got him and Steve Buscemi and you know several other names together, and it's basically like a stage play about a couple of brothers who own a bar and just kind of what's happening in their life, and it is some of the most gritty and gripping human conversation i've ever seen in a tv show and louis is really good about that he he, it's obvious because he funded the whole thing himself he has no backers on it he released it on his own internet channel uh it's it's obvious he had complete creative freedom on this and he just he the episodes are all different lengths he doesn't you know uh, oh wow they're, they're different things that you know you just—he just goes in some ways you would never expect. Um, I am only through episode seven out of ten, uh, but it is gripping and, as I mentioned, gritty. So be aware of that. You know, it's—I mean, if you know Louis C.K.'s comedy, you yes. know he's willing to talk about anything. Um, no holds bar. And uh, and so, but man, it's some really powerful stuff in there. You said it so. was
3: Horace and Pete.
1: Horace and Pete. I'm gonna yep. have to
3: check that out.
2: Horace yep. and Pete.
1: Nice. So that's mine, Andrew.
3: I'm going to let you guys pick mine. So either something that's insanely good, that's pretty popular, or something that not a lot of people know about that's pretty interesting.
1: Oh. 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 I'm going to go insanely good, pretty popular.
2: Um, I'm going to go with the other one.
3: Okay. You know what? I'll be the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is anybody in the chat going to be a tiebreaker?
2: I don't know. We'll have to see. Insanely
3: good or not
1: unwell- unknown? unknown and interesting or insanely good but already known. Yeah. Yeah. I say insanely good, you say I
2: think I say unknown but interesting. Unknown but interesting. Yeah. Because that's what buried treasure is all about.
3: Let's tr- okay, yeah. That's that's a good point because uncharted is a game everybody knows about.
2: Yes, it's true, and I'm glad you said that because now it's there. Okay, go ahead.
3: Okay, so the one that not a, not a lot of people know about is the show on A&E it's called Sixty Days In. Have you heard of the show? Mm. Nope. No. Okay, so there's this jail or this there's this jail in I think Virginia or West Virginia where they're having a lot of problems with drugs being flooded into the prison and they don't know if it's the guards who are sneaking the drugs in or if it's um, the prisoners, you know, getting it snuck in through the food trays. So what they did is they took. Is this is six... real. This is real. It's okay, a reality right. show. It sounds
2: like Orange Is the New Black. Okay, go ahead. No,
3: <laughs> no, it's a, a, it's a reality, quote unquote. There's no contest. They don't win any money. Oh my
2: goodness! I saw the previews for this. They take
3: six civilians and they put them in the prison, and have them try and figure out where the drugs are coming from. Wow. So it's like they get, they get treated like prisoners. They don't get any special. Uh, you know treatment anything like that and uh, if you break a rule you are punished like one guy broke a rule and he's like yeah you broke the rule you get two weeks in lockdown now and he was a, and he was one of the civilians and they don't win any money it's just to find out because some people are like I think that the American prison system is too easy on people you know uh, th- three hots in a bed you know it's mm-hmm. it, people just go there for the food. And then they get in prison, and then they realize, this is nothing like what I expected it. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's some people who, um, like one of the contestants is actually Muhammad Ali's daughter. And uh, she's like, I'm a... The boxer? His daughter that's also a boxer? Yeah. No, no, no. The The other one? No, she's a social worker. But yeah, it's his other daughter. I think it's, it's his youngest daughter. Okay. But she's in there, and she's a social worker, and she's like... I'd like to get the perspective of my clients who are coming out of prison and they're looking to be reformed, like I deal with them when they come out. Like she works, I think, at a halfway house, and uh,
2: Her name is Miriam Ali.
3: Yes, and uh, apparently
2: he has six, seven daughters,
1: and they're they're all named George Foreman. Continue. <laughs> yes,
3: <laughs> great grills, <laughs> but um, so it's the show and. There's actual violence. Like, these people do get beat up in prison. It's not like they sugarcoat it. And the way that they're... Um,
2: allowed to, How are they allowed to do this?
3: Because they signed a... a like a waiver or they whatever? They signed waivers on everything. Like, you will become a prisoner for 60 days. And the way they did it is they were filming the prisoners before these people were introduced into the prison. Like, we're doing story... Or, we're, we're filming a story on people who were in the prison for the first time and we like to get there so they're actually filming actual prisoners at the same time they're filming hmm. these interesting people. and they weren't all introduced the same day
2: so so it's like a mystery real life and they're using real people and just kind of like merging them into this prison culture and the contestants are nobody in the prison system knows that they're yeah. Civilians.
3: The only person who knows is the warden. This None is of the insane. Yeah, you know the other it's crazy dangerous. thing: the contestants don't know each other.
2: So, so oh my god! So they like, know
3: there are other contestants, though. They
2: don't.
1: They think they're the. They might.
3: They think that they're like. They think they're, they're think the that, only they one. They think that there's like one in each pod, but there's there's one pod where like, there two of them are going at it like they hate each other, and they don't know that the other. Is, is actually a contestant. a contestant.
1: Wow!
2: Oh my goodness, these people are nuts. I cannot imagine being like a just you know, hey, I'm normal. Hey, I'm Danae. I think I want to go on a reality TV show. Oh, this yeah. one looks interesting. Yeah, let's go sign. I saw this on uh, a show once. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was CSI. Yeah, or something <laughs> where <laughs> they went undercover and they went to the prison system and the only person that knew that they were prisoners got killed. Yep. And That's then right. they couldn't get out.
3: Yeah. Yep. Then what they do, you do have then? a safe word, like if it gets too crazy, then they'll like pull them out.
2: Like day one.
3: <laughs> no, nobody's pineapple. Out. No. Pineapple. I think the I think the the uh, safe word is I really miss hot coffee, and that's what gets them. That out. would be
1: a safe phrase, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, I didn't make the rules.
2: <laughs> Whoa, that's But is, I love what the a show. Crazy Barry. Not treasure. a lot of people
3: know about it, but I wanted to choose between that and Uncharted Four. Very I figured. Cool. I figured. What, it's what's the it called most, again? 60 Days In. It's on a
1: 60, 60 Days, days in. in. Sounds amazing. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop, part of the Shoe the Dough podcast network. You can find out more about other live or later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Shoe the Dough. More about Aaron and Denae at AaronandDenae.com. Huge thanks again to today's guru. Andrew. Andrew from Flick Freaks. It's
3: me. You want to promote anything real quick? Ahoy! Yeah, um, we're actually going to be releasing a new segment on our YouTube channel, by the way. We just hit 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you to everybody. It's going to be the Adventures of Space Douche. It's uh, for the video game Mass Effect. Like You can choose and you can create your own character, so we're Uh having our uh fans choose what type of character he's going to be and oh, everybody says it that, that's gonna be wonderful everybody says that they want him to be the most unlikable person ever oh
1: of
2: course. there you go of
3: course so, really excited about that <laughs>
1: much love and gratitude to our patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible support starts at a buck a month comes with some fun perks you can find out more at patreon.com aaron and danae also if you know of a podcast or have a podcast idea that you'd like to see on the network Make sure and let us know. All feedback is welcome at Aaron and Today at gmail.com.
3: Wait, I just realized is douche a swear word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just dawned on me.
3: Oh